Hello, we are the Ishtar Collective, a website dedicated to categorizing the law of destiny. You can find us online at www.ishtar-collective.net and on Twitter at IshtarCall. I'm Baxter, the founder of the Ishtar Collective. I'm Purple Chimera, the lead archivist at the Ishtar Collective. And I'm Normal Norman, the lead engineer at the Ishtar Collective. Uh, today, we are going to talk about the transmission crisis again. So previously, we talked about everything that we knew so far. Um, today, we're going to talk about some of the new developments. And we're actually going to start writing the, the summary for the, trans, the transmission crisis category, which is a, a new category on the Ishtar Collective. So what is the, what's happened since, since our last recording? Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> we've gotten some more information on what, so yesterday we talked a lot about Dr. Shirazi and uh, what she was doing in, in her patients. So we have a lot more information now on the owl sector people, um, as well as the Vanguard's reaction to what's happening. So... Mm -hmm. Shun, who was our, who is our liaison to the vanguard from the owl sector, got exposed through through to a transmission because of he was not properly dressed. Um, he didn't have gloves on, so now he's been quarantined and is in a coma, which Ikora seems to be asking about him, and everyone seems to think that's very interesting. So while that's happening, um, it seems like Burial is continuing to, to have a look at the the logs that are coming out of the, the Dust Palace, the Clovis Bray facility on Mars. And she yeah, she, she, she's continuing to, to bring back entries. She seems to have lost contact with... Um, she's obviously lost contact with Shun because Shun is, uh, has gone into a coma, but she's also not getting any contact back from Quist... Yeah, and um, and Ramos has taken over as the liaison to the Vanguard, so Ramos is keeping the Vanguard up to date on anything that they've been finding. And there is a really an interesting quote that Ramos says um, with regard to the city ban on city travel. Says our guardians will honor the ban on city travel. It has been relayed on all channels as far as Saturn, which I find interesting because. I didn't think anyone else had any guardians. Our mm, guardians. Yeah, that's an... As opposed mm. to someone else's guardians. But I guess there are there are guardian groups that um, maybe maybe don't fall... That, that they've chosen not to, to fall under the, the, the control of the tower. Like the, uh, the Sunbreakers. Mm, yeah, that's true. I guess... Yeah, I don't so know. Yeah, it is. That's who the they're referring to, or don't work in conjunction with the Vanguard, but they're just off doing guardian things. Yeah, it's an interesting point, though. I'm not. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Has anything else been happening? Uh, Cade says that we should sprinkle this stuff on the fallen, so that we can yeah. shoot them. And yeah. Ikora says, "Be careful what you wish for, Cade." Yeah. Like Wisdom foreshadowing. There. Yeah. 
We also did get confirmation as well in um, in Splendor 2.6. Ikora says, so Zavala says uh, doubt in so so that there's a there's a particular communication, and we'll go into the we'll go into the records from Dr. Shirazi in a moment. But there's a particular communication where Dr. Shirazi seems to have some um, concerns, and Zavala says doubt in Clovis Bray communications. That's rare. And Ikora replies, it could be why she sealed individual research logs. This Dr. Shirazi appears to have been fond of Persian poetry. The bypass authority has been able to reconstruct entire, I don't know how to pronounce that word, garzels, by rearranging her passphrases. So basically that, that, that confirms that Dr. Shirazi is female, which is, uh, which is a, a, a guess that we made in the, in the previous uh, episode and it might be it might be an interesting fact as well that uh, the Persian poetry reference that's the second time you know it, it mentioned previously that a passphrase made reference to a Persian phrase uh, a Persian a Persian sentence maybe there's some significance to that since it's been mentioned twice don't know yeah, I don't know maybe that's where she's from yeah perhaps yeah Okay, so the new entries that we have, uh, shall we go through those? Oh, well, really quick, the, the poetry thing, I was just oh, reading yeah. the rest of, the, of that conversation, and um, Ikora says, I'm not as fond of poetry as Zavala, but I do appreciate the historical insight. Hmm. Are you fond of poetry? <laughs> um, <laughs> probably not as much. I wouldn't make it my passphrase. Hmm. I'm just, I just, I'm noticing uh, some sort of similarity here between Ikora and yourself. <laughs> well, poetry does give us a unique insight into a, a culture of, yeah. of a particular community because it's a purely creative aspect, right? Um, mm. There are poems that you can use as storytelling, like um, you, you use poems to tell your oral histories. Um, mm -hmm. But it really gives insight into a culture, so it's possible that that's what she's referencing. <laughs> Let's go through the new records from Dr. Shirazi that have arrived since since yesterday. Um, so the first one's short, so I'll just read the whole thing. Um, so this one is number 3.4, and it says, Yaris can't speak or make any sound at all. We do not know whether this condition is permanent. He lets me know what he requires, whether water or food, by typing, but has been reserved about his own thoughts. I find it difficult to look him in the eye. So, um, Yaris was, has only been mentioned once before, and I think it said that his voice was getting very quiet. Uh, but it sounds like at this point he's completely mute. So do we know which patient Yaris is? Um, I think they're all accounted for except for patient B now, right? Patient B is the one who fell into a coma. A3. So um, Yaris is patient D. Um, he's on the Fortitude uh, records. But whether that actually means that he is, um, 
Oh, no, it does say here, sorry. Um, no changes in general health were observed after injection with Fortitude 3.1. So, yeah, um, Yaris is patient D, and he was um, infected or, or given the, the Fortitude 3.1 transmission uh, mite. Right. Okay. So, uh, patient A, which is Susan, the one who was very happy, um, is now floating. (laughs) And the soles of her feet have turned blue, and she is alarmed and delighted. Um, And then the note of, this, of course, complicates our strength tests. Which made me laugh. Yeah, I suppose it would. John is still being obstinate and refusing to perform um, any tests. Um, says yeah. that Clovis Bray is nefarious and is going to destroy the world. Yeah. So I'll ju- I'm just going to read the quote because I think it's it's interesting. Um, John says Clovis Bray destroyed the world to remake it in their own image that's their goal look at me, the first step to your perfect colonist, but I'm just a prototype, you know what happens to prototypes, Dr. Shirazi (laughs) Um, and yeah, Dr. Shirazi is a little bit frustrated um, that John is still part of the well, that John was ever selected as part of the, the program yeah Okay, patient B, who's the one who fell into a coma, um, suddenly started singing and dancing. Tried to calm him, but was unsuccessful. And he has continued doing that since regaining consciousness. He's singing every song he's ever heard and making some up as well. Um, Susan, who is patient A, um, and at this point, this is entry uh, 6.1, and by this point, Dr. Shirazi is no longer referring to them by their, um, by their, their initial, um, by, by their, their kind of code name. She's refer- just referring to them by their actual name. Um, and she says that um, it breaks protocol but feels like the right thing to do. Susan took the news in silence. She appears resigned. I am not resigned. So Dr. Shirazi has broken some news, um, perhaps some confidential information to Susan. And um, Dr. Shirazi seems quite uncomfortable about it. It it um, sounds like something... Susan seems to have just basically accepted her fate, whatever that might be. It sounds like something a doctor would do when you're going to tell someone like they're on they're going to die you know yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, and so in 6.2 um it looks like it's it's patient b again i believe and this is the the next step in the patient's progression basically the room goes silent after singing uh for a long time and then the um 
I guess this Shirazi goes in the room and the patient's uh, described as already gone, which I guess you could interpret as um, probably dead at this point, given the next section. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll just read the next transmission. When I disclose patient B's clinical outcome as required by exception 31B in research regulations handbook, uh, patient C said, how could you do this to us? I had no answer. My predecessor's experimental records had not suggested any lethality. A 20% mortality rate would counterbalance the increase in colonist strength, intelligence, and speed. So it sounds like he's passed at that point, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's it it's that also explains Susan's reaction, uh, patient A's reaction. Um, and and we can we can, you know, we can't say for certain, but that that's probably the news that um, Dr. Shirazi has has given to Susan. Mm-hmm. So then, um, entry seven point five. So I'll just read this one out um, in its entirety as well. He said. Everything and everyone dies. The more you try to cheat death, the more you try to profit from life, the sooner we die. Today I went into Brilla sorry. Today I went into Willabray's files to look for warning signs. Any hint of what happened to patient B, anything I might have missed. I found optimistic profit charts and a terse order to suppress some amount of data. The data itself is unavailable to researchers at my access level. Am I complicit? Hmm. So suddenly everything has taken a dark turn. Yes. It will be interesting to see. Um, so I hadn't actually read Cade's reaction to, to that, but it, but it's in the, the Splendor 2.6 record. Um, I'd, I'd somehow just skipped over Cade's reaction. And he says, um, "Oh no, actually, that doesn't really—it doesn't really relate to the entry." Okay, forget I said that. Um, well, there is a bit of a the Vanguard reaction to six point three, and it, it's this weird juxtaposition of you know kind of doom and gloom um, against humor with the Vanguard, especially in case of Cade. He's trying to poke fun at Zavala for being into poetry, I guess. I don't think he is. I was going to say something along those lines, but I, I okay. actually think um, so. Zavala says doubt and Clovis break communications. That's rare. Ikora says it could be why she sealed individual research logs. This Doctor Shirazi appears to have been fond of po- Persian poetry. The bypass authority has been able to reconstruct entire gazals. I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with that word. I'll have to look it up. By rearranging her passphrases, Cade says. I imagine the two of you are purring with happiness over that, which I presume means uh, reconstructing these gazals. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, they, I, I feel like their conversation actually doesn't really bear any relation to the content, uh, apart from Zavala's initial um, concern over the fact that there are doubts in the in the Clovis Bray communication. Um, there's actually there doesn't seem to be any reaction to the to the the substance of the of the post, which is this. You know, we you know 
Dr. Shirazi didn't seem to realise at the beginning of the experiment, but now she's become aware that this um, this mite, this transmission that she's been giving to people, is lethal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems that she started to question the uh, the ethics of what Clovis Bray's had her do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I found the definition of gozzle um, really quickly. If you want to go over that, it's it's a poetic form consisting of rhyming couplets and a refrain, with each line sharing the same meter. Um, and it sounds like it's Persian in origin, so it's just a a, a form uh, specific to this this region when it comes to their poetry. That's really cool. Yeah. Oh man, the Cryptarch will be pleased. <laughs> <laughs> if only you could find someone who speaks Golden Age German. Yeah, it's so sad. It is. It is. Okay, so um, yeah, I think that covers the majority of the stuff that's ha- been happening so far. There's no doubt going to be stuff that we've missed, but I think we are at a point where we can start writing a summary of um, everything that we have so far. Yeah, well, I feel like our summary is going to kind of have three different sections. There's going to, we're going to have the summary about the, um, I just totally, my mind just stopped working. Uh, summary about Dr. Shirazi's entries and what happened with her patients. And then, mm-hmm. I guess two different parts, a summary of that and then a summary of what's happening now and in the Vanguard and the OWL sector's reactions to what's happening in game and also reactions to Dr. Shirazi. Yeah, I think there's definitely um, there's, there's definitely two, at least two threads, but but you're right, there could, be, there could even be three. Um, I feel like the, the, the things that are happening to, happening to us um, as guardians are <clears throat> related to the events that are going on with the vanguard at the moment so you could argue that, that, that that's a single thread whereas the events um, that we're getting from the records from Dr. Shirazi they're definitely independent uh, these are events that happened you know um, they happened in the past and and that that's a that's an individual um, that's an individual category, I would say. Right. One one quick thing. I don't know if we want to do this, but um, I think at one point Ramos calls out Sh- uh, Shirazi as being dead. So I don't know if we want to have like a status deceased on on the Shirazi um, summary. Yeah, I think somebody did add that to the to the above the the, the summary at the top of the. Document. Was that in question? Yeah. Uh, no, just if we if we want that um, extra oh. info. If not, if if we don't, you know, typically have that per character, it doesn't make that much of a difference. Yeah, we don't really. I mean, we you know we don't say um, like Dredgen, you're deceased. Um, well, yeah, it's kind most of most of them we don't quite know, but yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I feel like this is happening during the Golden Age. I would presume that anyone who lived then is not alive anymore. That seems to be yeah, the impression. I would that as well. Fair. That's yeah. fair. If, yeah, I, I'm kind of interested how this story pans out. If this, something happens to Shirazi, where you know she's already starting to question Clovis Bray, mm-hmm. if there's some cover up, right? Or if something. she died in some yeah. kind of spectacular way, that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, 
But equally, you know, it, it could be that, that Ramos is making the same presumptions that we are making. Perhaps, mm. I'm not suggesting that this is the case at all, but perhaps Dr. Shirazi is still alive. But because this took place in the Golden Age, Ramos has made exactly the same presumptions that we would make in that pretty much everybody from the Golden Age is dead. Well, pretty much everybody in the Golden Age died during the collapse, if not before. Um, yeah, I don't so, know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take the ceased out because I'm I'm not sure if uh, if Ramos I'm, I'm I think Ramos probably is correct but I don't know. So, the summary of this project, as far as we can deduce from these notes, that mm-hmm. Dr. Shirazi and possibly a team, um, is it seems as though they are trying to get some kind of injection to help people um, colon- become easier to colonize. That's not how the words that I'm <laughs> words. I'm having like word salad here. Um, they're trying to colonize other planets and they think they're trying to fortify people to be have them be able to live on other planets easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Stronger, more resilient, more intelligent, perhaps uh, longer lifespans. It seems like you know the drugs are supposed to—I call them drugs—but these, this transmission mites or nano machines, whatever they are, are designed to make people better in some way. Yeah. <laughs> so they're not just—at least at first—they're not doing this just totally randomly. Like, let's just make yeah. things and inject people with them. Like, they they had a goal. Yeah. Yeah. So what would be a good name for this, um, for this category? Maybe Clovis Bray um, Transmission Experiments or something like that. Hmm. Hmm, yeah, maybe. I mean, I did wonder if we should just call it Dr. Shirazi. Yeah, I feel like Dr. Shirazi is probably um, the best bet for right now. Especially because that's how people are going to look it up. So, scientist employed by the Clovis Bray organization tasked with carrying out an experiment with the goal of um, improving, how do I phrase this? The goal of creating um, more resilient, more resilient humans for the purpose of colonization, maybe. Yeah, more resilient colonists. Yep. All right. My kids are starting to melt down for nap time, so I'm going to have to go. Okay. Um, You guys can keep going and then just send me your stuff. I'm going to say goodbye uh, for now. Okay. So this is Purple Chimera signing off. You guys have a great time. See if you can catch any other transmissions (laughs) before Tuesday. Thanks. Thanks, Purple. Bye. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. Cool. 
a scientist employed by the Clovis Bray organization, tasked with carrying out an experiment with the goal of creating more resilient oh, oh. colonists. It's a bit of a run-on <laughs> sentence, but yeah, we can clean it up. I think yeah, it's accurate. Let's let's just let's just leave it as it is for now, and we can come back to it. Mm-hmm. He so the the sentence. Oh, I'm sorry, not to interrupt. No, it's fine. Go on. The sentence that um, is in the, the glory category, which I assume is, is June talking, it says you're running prototypes in parallel because it's cheaper and faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, no ethics board on earth would approve. It almost sounded to me like they had at least a patient or two that was infected with multiple. Um, either that or he's just describing all the different transmissions, you know, all running um, at the same time rather than one in isolation. Yeah, I think that's what he's, he, I think he's describing the fact that they're running an experiment where there are five different strains and five separate candidates. Whereas if mm-hmm. you were running an experiment, even aside from the ethical um, implications, if you were running that experiment, you would probably want to have like some sort of double-blind um, Control uh, controlled. Yeah, with, yeah. You, you'd want somebody be, to be taking a placebo. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's it's really interesting that this isn't this isn't an experiment in the traditional sense of let's you know let's perform a rigorous scientific mm. investigation. This is, it seems to me at least, this is um, the Clovisbury company saying, you know, we have these five strains, we have these five candidates. Let's just give one to each and see what happens. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. We should probably add what um, Dr. Shirazi goes through. Mm-hmm. So um, at the start of the experiment, she seems to be quite on board. She's enthusiastic to be working on this. Uh, yeah, it says in in um, in which one was it? In Magnificence uh, uh, 2.0, she says, I am eternally grateful for the opportunity to work with Clovis Bray. Um, um, mm-hmm. You know, so she seems quite positive at the start. Right. So, um, while Dr. Shirazi is positive at the start, of the experiment as the patient's symptoms begin to manifest she begins to show some uncertainty in the nature of the experiment. Uh, yeah, and should we mention something about not initially seeing the um, the floating, you know, mites or nanites or whatever we're going to call them, and eventually she is able to with the first patient? I don't know. I mean, yeah, we could. Yeah, we could mention that. So uh, initially, well, I think we do have that. Yeah, yeah in, in one of the other. Patients. But I mean, I actually feel as though. You know, maybe the only reason she can't see them initially is just because they're so sparse. But then over time, mm-hmm. there's more and more of them until they're unmissable. 
which isn't really yeah well let's put it down though initially she um well i don't even know how to say that initially she's unable to see yeah i'm not sure about that yeah we can leave that leave it out for now yeah i think it's a seems important yeah but she does definitely um i think even before questioning the the nature of the the science of this study she does start to break protocol a little bit um, by calling patients by their first name. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's before or after. Yeah, buddy. Hmm. Okay. And I think to what extent does she really, I mean, definitely the patients start to really just bash on the experiment in Clovis Bray. I'm trying to find references where she starts to severely question them. Well, in, um, where was it? I think it was, yeah, in Glory 2.1, in the latest entry that we have, 7.5, um, it says, uh, today I went to Wilderbray's files to look for warning signs. Any hint of what happened to patient B, anything I might have missed. I found optimistic profit charts and a terse order to suppress some amount of data. The data itself is unavailable to researchers at my access level. Am I complicit? So I think that is the point where she begins to think, I haven't been told everything here. Yeah. Also in Splendor 2.6, um, I think we've already gone over this, but uh, my pre predecessor's experimental records had not suggested any lethality. A 20% mortality rate would counterbalance the increase in colonist strength and intellect mm -hmm. and speed. And so I think from that point, she's starting to see that it just doesn't add up that, you know, this amount of lethality would completely counteract that ability uh, or, or all of his extra abilities from this infection or from the transmission. Yep. Cool. Okay. So that's, um, that's the new category created. So we'll probably publish that soon. Yeah. Um, and I imagine uh, Purple will probably want to change some things in there as well, since I know she um, wasn't, you know, normally Purple writes the majority of stuff. Um, but obviously, since this is a, a live event that's that's taking place, yeah. um, and she has kids, uh, yeah, sometimes we just have to have to take turns. Um, mm -hmm. Cool. Is there anything else we want to we want to do before we we sign off for the day? Um, I think that that's a good uh, good start. At least creating that category. I mean, maybe at some point we create a transmission crisis category as well. Is that the thought? Or yeah, we do have a transmission crisis category. Um, that is great. Okay. We just don't have a, a summary for it yet. Ah, gotcha. Um, yeah, maybe we should uh, wait till we can all get back together. Or at least get. Um, purple back in the in the call yeah cool okay um right let me just do the sign off thing then where, where did i write that okay so um that's everything um i'm baxter i'm normal norman um thanks for listening um you can 
follow us online at www.ishtar-collective.net and on Twitter at Ishtar Call. And uh, by the time this is published, the Dr. Shirazi category should be um, ready for you to, to read. Um, so cool. Thanks very much for listening.